This is Teachers Talk Radio, and you are listening live. Hello and good afternoon, everybody. My name is Joseph Hammond, primary school music and computing specialist teacher from London. Um, today's topics include best and worst fictional teachers, um, building a successful community, inclusive, neurodiverse, etc. And more songs. This is Teachers Talk Radio, and you are listening live. Tune in live at ttradio.org or to join in the conversation, download the Podbean app and search Teachers Talk Radio. Follow the hashtag TT Radio. Tune in, talk it out with Teachers Talk Radio. Okay then, so we got Donnie who's going to be joining us as a guest later on in the show. We've got TSCW and we've got El- Elias listening live. I hope I pronounced that right. Um, so thank you for joining us and welcome to the show. So uh, TSCW, just so I know, which host are you? Because... Um, yeah, you you were you were with my whole live show last time, and I, I I'm not even sure which which of the hosts uh, which of the hosts you are, um, but I, I'm pretty sure you are one of the hosts. Anyway, um, oh, just a listen. I'm not a host, just a listener. Oh, I thought you were one of the hosts. Okay, um, all right. Well, today. Um, Later on, we will be joined by uh, Donnie Devey and Lisa Tuft. Uh, Donnie's listening right now. Um, and they both run a Minecraft server for the neuro- for the neurodiverse community. So we're going to talk to them about that. Um, how it relates to education, you ask? Well, I truly and very strongly believe that education and schools can learn a lot from how these guys run a an inclusive community um and so i want to talk to them about that um and what schools can learn from these things um and then since it was so successful last week i'll be doing some more songs um and also sorry if i just hurt your ears i had it on high volume instead of low volume need to remember to turn on low volume for that air horn um and also um first things we'll be doing is we'll be talking about the best and worst fictional teachers now i put a message out on uh, on the uh, old socials the facebook and twitter oh, although it's not going to be facebook anymore it's going to be meta <laughs> i wonder what, how that's going to turn out for zuck and uh, uh hello hello patty l camp good sir thanks for joining us um so i wonder how meta's going to turn out for zuckerberg and all of that um so yeah um i put a message out asking people who were their favorite um fictional teachers ones that are great characters and exemplary examples of teachers and also teachers that they love to hate um and twitter did not disappoint 
Um, so I'm going to read out some of them now and talk a bit about them. And then I'm going to talk a bit about my favourites just as a fun little topic. So um, from from Twitter, we had um, Mal Krishni, uh, Mal, one of our... Um, one of the heads of Teachers Talk Radio uh, started us off and kicked off with um, oh, I just uh, just clicked off. There we go. So her favourite is the uh, teacher from Queen of Katwe. Um, now I apologise if I pronounce that wrong, um, but for those that don't know, Queen of uh, Katwe and Katwe is a slum in Uganda. Um, and the teacher inspires the main character of the film, uh, Fiona, to take up chess. And um, she learns the game and she then becomes a champion um, and earns, uh, and actually wins uh, the Chess Olympiad in Russia. Um, and, near, and sort of gets on the way to becoming a chess grandmaster, earning enough money in the meantime to bring her family out of poverty, which is, so it's, you know, quite, quite an inspiring story that, and what, one of the great things about it is it came from, hi Tawa, good to see, um, is it came from, um, it came from the teacher inspiring her to play chess, to take it up. So, that's a good shout, Mel. Um, and then worst in a hilarious way, she says, is uh, Cameron Diaz's character from the film Bad Teacher, uh, Miss Elizabeth Halsey. Um, and yeah, I've I've not seen the film, but um, I have heard a bit about it and if you read up about it you can see what it's about you know she's lazy she drinks smokes sleeps through class um tries to quit and marry a wealthy fiance um and you know tries to hit on some of the male teachers so you know typical <clears throat> like um rude rude rowdy comedy in that sense so yeah um so thanks, uh, Mal, for that. That was um, so. Those were some excellent suggestions. Um, next tweet from uh, Tracy Wynn um, is um, her favourite. She says is Mister Hedges from Please Sir. Um, and for those that don't know. Um, it's kind of a comedy from uh, from ITV um, from ninety ran from nineteen sixty eight to nineteen seventy two, and so um, played by John Alderton, Bernard Hedges is um, is her is is her favourite, um, and yeah, the, in the first episode it says newly qualified. He's a newly qualified teacher. He arrives at Ferns Fen Street Secondary Modern School. He hasn't bargained on what awaits him, um, and yeah, it all it all sounds reading up at it. I've not seen the show, but it all sounds very uh, also it all sounds like a lot of fun. So thank you for that. 
Then we have um, Vicky on Twitter says that um, the head teacher from Big School, uh, which is a David Walliams comedy, um, and his inappropriateness is um, the is the uh, um, is is her pick. Um, which which character was it again? Yeah, the 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 head teacher, um, and uh, how inappropriate this this head teacher is. Um, although David Williams is not played by David Williams, David Williams plays the head of science, and it, you know, it's all about all these um, all, all these all these things happening, social networking, and teachers hitting on each other, and uh, staff room nonsense, and all that. Um, so yeah, and yeah, her pick though is the headmistress. Uh, Miss Margaret Barron, played by Francis Delatour. So uh, that might that might be that might be quite fun to watch. Then we've got oh Lauren Dorney um, gives us uh, nominates a classic teacher, Professor McGonagall from Harry Potter. Um, which yeah, um, now here's the thing about Professor McGonagall. Yeah. So sometimes she can be scary and she's she can be stern, but you also grow to like her because you can see that she uh if you read the books or watch the films, uh, Maggie Smith does an incredible job, of course, portraying her. You can see and hear that she cares deeply about her students and then obviously takes a leading role defending Hogwarts in the final battle in Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows. Um, so, yeah, she's she's sort of the stern, strict, but, ki- uh, but also very caring and passionate uh, teacher um, that many people can relate to. Um, and of course, many people also, on the other hand, said uh, Professor Dolores Umbridge um, as one of the most despicable teachers in the world. And yes, of course, um, Professor Umbridge is indeed one of the. If 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 sort if if Professor McGonagall is that strict. Um, firm kind caring head teacher but one that truly cares about you Dolores Umbridge is Ofsted basically um Dolores or or sort of um the mean Ofsted inspector who's like it's all about the data it's all about uh, yes students must be punished yes um so yeah Umbridge um, oh, we have someone listening from Ghana. That's cool. Um, Eileen, thank you for joining us. So, yeah, we have... Um, so, yeah, two from Harry Potter there. I'm sure we can talk a lot about um, other Harry Potter teachers. Um, uh, oh, we've, um, oh, yeah, we've got a couple that were mentioned uh, from Japanese anime. Um, so, misadjusted... Uh, from Twitter um, mentioned um, Great Teacher Onizuka, which is a um, anime. For those who don't know, that's Japanese animation. 
Um, and that was her nomination. Um, so if I just look this up um, and we'll see what it's all about. Um, yeah. Oh, wow. This sounds like a really interesting story. Um, so... Yeah, and actually, we're going to touch. I'm going to touch on this a bit later because I Ikichi Onizuka, right? He is a pretty despicable person at the beginning of the series. He um, he tries to, you know, upskirt girls. He um, he's an ex gang member, um, and he only becomes a teacher when he sees other teacher other teach the other teacher has power to quote power over girls however um he actually through becoming a teacher discovers his conscience and sense of morality um and then he decides to sort of try and change the system from the inside and genuinely helps his students so huh Oh, that's that's quite that's quite the story. That so you know a despicable person who somehow manages to become a teacher, and then but then sort of this his students turn his life around and he turns their lives around. Um, also, Mister Iglesias. Um, who is Mister Iglesias? Let's have a look at this. Um, it oh oh it's uh it's. Looks like, yeah. All right. It's a Netflix show and it's where Gabriel Iglesias plays a teacher. Yeah, I can imagine that being quite funny. Um, what else do we have? Um, Mr. Chipping is another suggestion. Um, goodbye, Mr. Chips, of course, is, um, is, is a completely different, um, Oh, unless unless it is no, it is good. The teacher from Goodbye, Mister Chips. Yeah, that's quite the story. I I did. I thought I thought his name was always Mister Chips, but it's actually Mister Chipping. Then we also have uh, Grantly Budgen from Waterloo Road. Every school needs a Miss Gaste uh, from Clueless, says TSCW. Okay, um, would you be able to tell me more about about her? Because I've never, um, I've I've not seen that show before. We also have Grantly Budgen from Waterloo Road who starts off as a villain, like he's a massive cynic and grumpy and he insults his students. But then as the series goes on later, he actually shows he cares about um, about it. We also have uh, Philip says, um, the head teacher from The Inbetweeners, um, Simon from the Channel 4 series Teachers as, um, uh, as well. Um also, a despicable teacher, Square, Mr. Squeers from Nicholas Nickleby. Um, and then, oh, yeah, so Mat Matilda's another classic when you sort of analyse teachers with Miss Honey and, uh, of course, the legendary villain, Mrs. Trunchbull. Um, there's all, um, oh, 
Um, a bit of a scatty but well-meaning person, really passionate though, and it rubs off eventually. For is as misgaced from Clueless. Yeah, okay, okay, I, I I can see that. Fair enough. And my all-time favourite um, fictional teacher is somebody kind of like that, who I am going to talk about. Yes. Um, Tom says, please, um, yes, uh, people can call in. Please do call in if you'd like to um, give me your nominations or mention any more, um, any more fictional teachers that you guys would like to um, would talk about. Um, I, I, am, I have allowed call and switched on. So um, bear in mind, and Podbean do need to change this, um, you will need to use the app on your phone or a tablet if you want to call in. Um, anyway, um, we also have, um, as an amazing teacher, John Keating from Dead Poets Society. That uh, It's so sad whenever I think about Robin Williams, how much of an amazing person he was and then what happened to him, how he passed away. So sad. But yes... Robin Williams played a few um, excellent teachers in his lifetime. Um, oh, yeah. Now, George Breen from Twitter um, posted a YouTube clip of a um, teacher sketch from a, um, a show called Chewing the Fat, um, which was, yeah, excellent stuff. It was very funny. Um, and the accent on that is, is also excellent. Um, Oh, an, an awful teacher. Apparently, the bloke, Kate Jones says, the bloke from Coronation Street um, is absolutely awful. Now, I don't know much about that, but, um, but I mean, soap operas often have lots of pretty awful characters, so I can imagine. Um, and then, ah, yeah, now... With, with so Matilda in Matilda, Roald Dahl's Matilda, we have sort of the two opposite ends. We have the kind, caring Miss Honey, um, and we also have the despicable Mrs. Trunchbull, who is up there with Dolores Umbridge, um, from Harry Potter, um, in terms of how awful she is. Um, lots of people know that story. Um, we also but one that actually from a story that I love um, and is sort of an exemplary example, Brad Day suggested Mr. Tushman from the story Wonder, which for those that don't know, is a book about um, a boy called Augie who has a facial deformity. And when he goes to school for the first time, him navigating uh, school, bullies, friends, etc. Um, and yeah, the head teacher or the principal, Mr. Tushman, um, at the end, there's this amazing scene where sort of what's happened is Augie's best friend, Jack Will, um, kind of choose him out a little bit by partnering with um, somebody else on a project and talking to somebody who's very mean to Augie, the boy with the facial deformity. And then, um, but then it sort of blows up when Jack 
real uh when jack will realizes the mis- uh, mistake he's made that he sort of betrayed his friends so he joins augie for the project and then the main bully julian calls him out on it and says you know why are you partnering with that quote freak and then uh it res- it results in a fight as jack punches uh julian and they have a little fight um it's broken up and both students are suspended but then the principal the head teacher mr tushman he he t- he goes on to actually talk to them both and he says to jack who's feeling a lot of remorse for his actions that he understands that there are always two sides to this story and that you know he's not the kind of student that would just punch someone without um sort of being driven to breaking point so which is yeah as as the um as brad day said on twitter a masterclass in pastoral um and then of course that then results in a meeting with julian the bully who is actually genuinely remorseful and you kind of feel bad because his parents especially his mum are pretty horrible people they photoshopped augie out of um, the school photo um because they and i quote didn't believe that the students were ready to see that or deal with that um but Julian wants to stay at the school, but his parents pull him out because the school accepts Augie for who he is, a boy with a facial deformity for who he actually is. Um, yeah, it's quite it's quite the story. Um, and yes, I that that scene is those scenes are very well done in the film adaptation of Wonder, and of course, you know the books are great read, and it's a good read for um upper key stage two students i'd say um even even some sort of year threes and fours might be able to get a lot out of it as well but i know classes that have studied that in year five um and have read it together um so that's what i got from twitter then from uh facebook um i got um another suggestion and this is actually from a video game um and the one of my friends suggested um a character from the video game persona 5 called um suguru kamashida um who you actually because in the persona series of games you sort of balance fighting demons um and uh, the supernatural with going to school and your social life and um one of the villains that you actually have to fight is um is mr is mr kamashida who is the volleyball teacher who's also a massive pervert and ultra competitive and a bully of his students and yeah, you end up um um the persona games are quite um weird games, but you end up um you end up fight you end up fighting him um or his kind of his demon shadow form. It's 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 weird. But yeah, um there's a there's an example from an awful teacher from a video game. Now 
So those are lots of the suggestions that I had when I tweeted this out. Thank you to everyone who tweeted that because those were good. I'm going to tell you sort of my two characters that I think of when I'm thinking about, well, good teachers and bad teachers. First, I'll start off with one that I found particularly despicable, um, but also one that, well, this never happened to me personally. But music colleges and performing arts colleges can be quite brutal places. Um, so I want to give a shout out to Terence Fletcher from the film Whiplash, which is, uh, for those who don't know, Whiplash is about um, a jazz a um, a jazz drummer who gets into um, a really prestigious um, Shaffer conservatory and music school, uh, music college in New York. Um, and um, then, and then Terence Fletcher, the, ja the head of jazz music is ruthless um, and a bully and can also be quite abusive to his students. And, Fletcher is particularly nasty to Andrew, um, the main character and the jazz drummer. Um, and, you know, it's a story that is very, can, can seem very real if you've been to any performing arts colleges where there's been, because performing arts colleges have sadly had several incidences where teachers have been bullies or you know even extremely inappropriate even at my own music college the Guildhall School of Music and Drama there was some inappropriate behavior there, there's historically been some inappropriate behavior from some of the teachers there um uh, that's not to generalize all of them I had some excellent teachers um but yeah it, it, it's there's 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 a lot of there's a lot of character um that because andrew instead of sort of standing up to fletcher actually becomes really desperate to impress this abusive ruthless you know bully and um it's and then by the end sort of that Andrew doesn't beat Fletcher. He's kind of stands up to him a bit, but, um, but then towards the end, they have this concert and Andrew walks off, but then starts playing. Um, and Fletcher kind of initially get ang gets angry, but then he, accepts accepts the performance and tells tells the guy to keep going lets him do his thing before conducting the finale and that's where the film ends and yeah it, it's it's quite a roller coaster ride whiplash it's a very good film um yeah jk simmons plays um plays fletcher um the abusive teacher and He's not a very likable character, but good film. Um, but my favourite, my favourite fictional teacher 
and this might come as a surprise to many, is Dewey Finn from School of Rock. Now, Dewey Finn is not a exemplary role model. He's not the perfect person. He, In fact, he's not a good role model at all, really, at least at the beginning of the film. But what I love about the character is how initially, you know, he takes he takes the job by sort of pretending to be his best friend who is actually a qualified teacher and just thinks it's going to be an easy ride and tells the kids they can just do whatever they want. But then because he's a wannabe rock star, he discovers that actually lots of the kids are very talented musicians. So he initially he starts to use them as their band, but they win him over and he um, and he becomes super proud of them and wants them to succeed as much as he wants to succeed himself. So his students win him over and he wins his students over by inspiring them to by inspiring them to be more confident because this job is at a high up preparatory uh, school that charges $40,000 a year um, and the parents are super, super demanding. Um, but then Dewey, by pretending to be his best friend, in- inspires them to be confident, inspires the parents, lots of the parents to be, by the end of the film, to be less, um, to be less stuffy. And um, he inspires them with his passion. Um, and that's what I'm like as a teacher, you know, I teach my specialist subjects, music and computing, because I guess uh, in primary school, because there's something that I can get super passionate about. And I like to think that my one of my biggest strengths as a teacher is that I can, my passion can then rub off on my students, my kids that I teach. And that's what Dewey Finn in the show exemplifies. And that's why I love him as a character. Before we go to an ad break, uh, one thing that I wanted to um, uh, mention was uh, the film Nativity. I saw a tweet the other day which made me laugh saying, you can't watch the film Nativity if with a primary school teacher in the room because said primary school teacher will point out all the inaccuracies, all the unrealistic moments and all the bits of so-called bad practice. Nativity is a brilliant, it's a very funny film. I really like it. Um, But yeah, you can't, um, if you watch it with a primary school teacher, um, and I, I am actually guilty of this myself, pointing out all the moments where, oh, that shouldn't have happened. Oh, that, that's a safeguarding thing. Oh, um, that's, that's not realistic, etc. And, you know, that was quite, um, which is pretty, is pretty funny to do that. But yeah, I just thought that made me laugh. Right. Um, our guest um, for this show will be calling in after a quick ad break. Need support with your phonics teaching? 
Did you know Oxford University Press now has three DFE-validated programmes to help you? Read Write Ink Phonics, Floppies Phonics, and the brand new Essential Letters and Sounds. Essential Letters and Sounds will get all your children reading well, quickly, using phonics books you may already have in your classroom. Developed by the Knowledge Schools Trust English Hub, it's affordable, easy to use, and makes teaching phonics with letters and sounds more effective. Whatever your school's phonics needs, Oxford has the solution. To find out more and receive support from your expert local educational consultant, visit oxfordprimary.com forward slash phonics. Hello everyone and welcome to the History Hotline, the hottest line for all things black history and beyond. I'm your host, Diana Lynn Cook, making space for honest conversations about black British, Caribbean and African history. Here to teach you all the things left out of your school books. Make sure you subscribe to the History Hotline on all good podcast platforms. Follow us on social media at the History Hotline on Instagram and at the History HL on Twitter to find out about new <coughs> upcoming episodes. Do you struggle with people pleasing? Is it a constant battle managing different and difficult personalities? Why not inspire, challenge and empower your team through the Mal CPD Essential Coaching Skills for School Leaders course? Or gain practical skills to become a strong and compassionate leader through the assertive leadership and the emotionally intelligent leader courses? All Mal CPD courses are accredited by the Institute of Leadership and Management. Find out more at www.malcpd.com. And we're back. Right. Um, Donnie and Lisa, can you just say hi? Hello. Hi. Hey. Hello. Yeah. Excellent. We can hear you. Fantastic. So, um, now, uh, this is my third show, and in my previous two shows, I didn't have any guests. So very exciting that I have my first two guests um, of the show. We are joined today by Lisa Taft and Donnie Devey, um, both of whom um, are admins and run a Minecraft server for um, neurodiverse people um, called Famalama. Now... Oh, what does running a Minecraft server have to do with education, I hear you ask? Well, I believe, and I passionately believe this, that with lots of the success that I've seen of this server and others like it, um, where people have become better people or it's been their safe space, I strongly believe that people can, that in education, teachers head teachers schools can learn so much from the uh from what um the great work that famalama does and uh the great work that um other servers like it do so um welcome lisa and donny thank you for joining me thank you thank you for having us yeah thank you very much um let's start so first off, guys, um, can you tell us a little bit about um, Famalama and um, what you guys do? Yeah, um, it's been going for near on three years now. Three years. Wow, that's uh, that's quite. Um, I, I, it's been that long, has it? Wow, that's yeah. nuts. Um, um, so. Um, 
so um you start you both started off obviously um doing so um lisa um best known as sparkle 20 on minecraft was an administrator for orcraft and uh donnie would play on that server quite a lot um so i guess um what do you think what what would you say are the key things that you do that um make sure that everyone feels included and it feels like a safe space well i think the first part is probably donnie's department and that's the software side okay so <laughs> in terms of software i am a third year computer science student so i know how to code um and really it's just one of the if it's the software is considered more <coughs> cool so I develop and generate custom plugins, ones some that can't even be found on my ordinary Minecraft server. Um, with the help of those plugins, um, we've been able to create things like variety of things the ICD um, That's really the ideal combination that we've generated with the um, plugins themselves. And I feel like me creating those plugins, because what I do is I occasionally share the code with the players, I both show them what I've done. Um, it's kind of educational, like learning care for them as well. Yeah, so it's that inclusivity as well, so nothing's given away from them. If they want to add something to the server, I'll try and code it for them. Um, but that's one of the features that I like to have is the uh, it's very like, um so anyone I would Oh, um you just um cut off a little bit there. But um that's that's really cool, uh Donnie. I you know what? When I when I thought of asking that question, I didn't I didn't think of that. Um but yeah, I guess to keep everybody to keep everybody safe and to keep it secure, I guess in a way you do if you if you've got the know-how then you you would you would have to do that and then i guess because you don't give away the code you um that reduces the risk of anybody any malicious hackers trying to get in doesn't it so it, it's not open source i share like a few snippets of basic logic um, where it's like this is how you do this how you do that we do that through discord um where we just explain, like, I, I explain it, it's further learning for the players. From that, I learn also how to do my own skills through the server. So, in a way, everyone learns. Yeah. Um, so, on the, so on, that's on the computer science and programming things, that's great. And if anybody tries to use a video game like Minecraft in school, Education Edition does have its own safeguards that you can use if you're using it in class. But on the personal side of things, just going back to your days at Orcraft as well as currently what you're doing with Famalama, um, what um, what would you say sort of are the personal qualities that you would need to sort of be a nurturing person to those that come to your your server or your location as a safe space. And then staff and admins has to be approachable. 
Um, they, I didn't want any of our players seeing the admins as uh, something to force authority. Um, they have to see us as mm-hmm. someone that they know they can talk to. Um, so if they need help or support, that they can they can get that help and support there and then, rather than you know trying to cope and then leave the the game and, and then be worried about coming back into the game. Um, but yeah, uh, we have to be approachable. We have to be inclusive. So regardless of anyone's struggles, um, we include everybody. Um, and as you know, autism and neurodiversity is a huge spectrum. So the difference between one player and another is absolutely massive. But we treat everybody the same. Um, you know, I, I like them to feel as if they are part of a, of a community and included and matter. Um, yeah, that's um, I love that because um, for those that uh, don't know what they what Lisa and Donnie have done, and I've I've been to these is um, they used to organise meetups for all the players on the server, and there were there were so many things. I remember being really impressed with all the things that you guys set up um, that um, would help with things that are the, that that some people might struggle with so do you want to just talk a bit about some of those things that you did to help people feel included and comfortable being there yeah and um, do you mean more about the uh, in real life meetups? yeah the real life meetups yeah <laughs> because a lot of the are sort of solid player base or of in real life we're slowly building up uh, a database of newer players and hopefully uh, in time we can have another meeting and, and, and they will get to see that these players that they play with every day are real and the friends that they make sorry a lot of, of neurodiverse people struggle with friendships because it's a sort of uh, a confidence booster for them whether you can say oh yeah I've actually got a friend now and I mean, from the, the previous meetups, we've known people that have made friends, and they're really good friends now, and we, we meet up regularly. And it's, it's really good. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, sorry to just um, cut you off there, but um, Tom uh, Rogers, who's the director of Teach Talk Radio, says, "Can, um, if possible, would you be able to get a bit closer to the microphone when you talk? Yeah, yeah. We're sitting around the coffee table. <laughs> <laughs> that that's already sounding better, actually. <clears throat> yeah, so um, we try and um, have at least an annual meetup uh, every year, uh, obviously. Um, yeah. But lately, because of COVID, we've just been doing virtual meetups, and they've been just as important. We use a video chat so people can see our faces and. Um, parents are involved as well and, and, and it just creates a little bit of a bonding experience for the kids yeah um so for those for those that are listening that um that don't uh, that don't know about these um these servers the reason why i've brought them up well one of the main reasons is because lots of neurodiverse people come to those servers as a safe space because those people and they often want to talk about personal things to um to the admins so 
for example, if they've had a difficult time at school or they be, they're being bullied at school, because sadly that's all too common occurrence for neurodiverse people, um, they often come to you guys, don't they? Because um, uh, they see you as a as a it see you as a safe space, don't they? It is, yeah, yeah. And um, I mean, some of the, the talks that we have are heartbreaking um, because a lot of the time they're going into school and they're masking or they're keeping it all to themselves, and they get mm. home their own safe space at home on the computer, and it all comes out. Of and they have to get the chest somewhere. Uh, so sometimes, yeah, that, that they speak to us about it. And I'm an innovator. I'm, I'm, I'm glad they have got someone to do. Um, but often, you know, we redirect back to the school. Um, yeah. So um, in, in, ed- in education or um, sort of in psychology and child psychology and parenting, we call that, um, we call that restraint collapse. Um, and especially um, those neurodiverse people, they can massively suffer from restraint collapse when they get to their safe space. Um, so, so yeah, um, Donnie, just coming to you because you're at uni now and you um, have graduated from school sort of more recently than me and Lisa, obviously. Um, what would you say... Um, is the biggest difference between you know your experience at school and how safe you felt or, or sort of how safe and secure you felt there compared to the the these minecraft servers that you've admin for and played for um in terms of how you socialize well in terms of socializing uh it's it's quite different um i think one of the main reasons is is that in a school um it's not just purely neurodiverse people. So you've got also like other people, um, those who aren't neurodiverse. Um, there's also like um, the issue of, I don't know, in terms of making like friendships and extras, things like that. It's cool. Yeah, I might make a few. Um, but the problem was, is that I also suffer with like sensory processing disorder. Then there's actually, I think starting off, talking to someone in person is much more difficult than starting with people. So I feel like if you uh, meet them online first, like on Minecraft, on our server, it's a secure area. Everything's regulated. Um, mm. they, you talk to them. You get to know them more through people. There's, there's less social anxiety to it. Um, <laughs> in, I'd say in person, there's a lot more with the amazing guys. Um, yeah and that sounds like um that sounds a bit like um to, this this is gonna and this is gonna sound really strange because teachers have to teach a lot about online safety yeah. so it's gonna sound really strange that we're talking about how there are these wholesome online communities out there where you know the people that we've met online are actually um yeah you know they actually get on and they they become they become friends almost um now actually that can bring me into a next point about the online safety side of things because a lot of gaming servers 
they're kind of very open and they don't do much to do with online safety. Yeah, they might ban a few people who are, you know, say abusive language, but you guys actually have a proper online safety policy and um, and you, you take it very seriously, don't you? So can you both tell us a bit more about how you make a gaming community where people meet online and then sometimes meet up in real life? How do you keep that safe with regards to online safety and things? Yeah, so yeah, hold on, Lisa, you're breaking up there. Um, just to, um, for those that didn't know, I was sorry to interrupt you. Um, whitelist means that this not anybody can log on to the server, you have to be approved first. Sorry, carry on. Uh, let's see if it's better. We have an application, Lisa, um, which is a question. Um, about the person, you know, that, that we're just to sort of rule out trolls. Um, and we try our best to make sure that we only give access to those that we are genuine. On top can, of that, can you move a bit closer to the mic? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so we've got our quite a long um, list of rules as well. And we're very strict about the players keeping to those rules. And it's basically for their safety. Um, so, you know, things like um, briefing, which is the process of breaking somebody else's build, um, that can result in a person being removed if they're persistent with it. Um, but we do give players chances. Um, we're not, we're not cruel. We don't say, you know, you broke that build and off you go, you're not playing on here anymore. We, we talk to them. Usually there's a reason behind behaviour like that. Um, so we talk to them and we, we help them and guide them. And hopefully, you know, they can go back to playing. And yeah, yeah um, you could actually um, <laughs> connect that to real life as well. So it's one of the being quite aggressive. We don't know what's actually going on. There could be a reason behind that, and that's how we approach it. Is uh, we can't just say, "Oh, yeah, you're bad." It's not one or zero. <laughs> There's always that grey area where it's like something could address this. Rather than most normal servers, be like, "Oh no, you broke this rule." When you when you get to speak to them, you uh, you more or less have less things. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you get to understand them. Where um, in the end, you know, you can talk to them, resolve the issue, and then we just carry on playing as we should. Um, hmm. So I guess that um, it, if that's relating to schools, that would yeah. be the difference between um, a school having a zero tolerance strict policy to behaviour and having a nurturing policy. Like I'm, I'm very lucky that I my current school I work in, we we have a very nurturing policy to behaviour, and I see students where 
I think <clears throat> if those guys, if those students were in mainstream school, then I think I fear I well, I would fear that they might uh, be a bit um, sort of misunderstood, and that can could cause issues rather than sort of taking the time to nurture them. And that's what I love about you guys and um, and what you do. Um, so. Um, I guess uh, another another thing that I I was uh, I wanted to talk about with you both, and I think the key thing here is what do you two think schools should learn from the work that you're doing, the server that you're running, the community that you're building? What is it the key things that you think schools should take away and learn from you guys? <clears throat> Oh wow! Um, so really, quite a difficult one. I feel like first things is there should be more icebreakers. We need. I feel like the kids should get to know each other first. Um, because starting off, say for example, in a new school, say you start, there needs to be a lot more icebreakers. Like some schools do, like one day of an icebreaker, and then that's it. But Friendships take a lot longer than that to form. Um, I feel like that's where to start off. That's one of the, the simple steps, to be honest. Like, yeah. Once you get there, then it's a matter of policy, really. Uh, <laughs> the way you approach things. It's like, take for example, there's like detention. Um, yeah, detention sometimes works, but there are alternatives, there are better ways. Um, yeah, it's just, it's just focus around the child rather than the school's reputation. Um, yeah. I think that's where the yeah. Just Just on that, um, I am someone who strongly believes uh, as a teacher, I strongly believe that, you know, yeah, yeah. So sometimes there need to be consequences to people's actions, but if you're using that consequence to try and punish the behaviour out of someone, you're just going to create resentment. I strongly believe that. The um, <clears throat> if you're if there's a consequence to the action, it should be a teaching moment. It should be showing them um, if there's difficult behavior what uh it's showing them what they need to do to fix what uh fix something they've done if they've done something wrong or you know do better next time and learn from it and if if the intention is just to punish that student because you're feeling angry then you've you know then the discipline's failed but yeah you're right um in my school we have this system where we have a tree and the roots are um, the well-being, the health and well-being, and then everything else comes after that. Um, so, so yeah, lots, lots of icebreakers to, for, and allowing the, everyone to get to know each other properly. I think, I think that's a, I think that's a really good, um, I think that's a really good start. Um, and then, Oh, um, so is there anything else you think schools could learn from everything you're doing? Well, I think in mainstream schools, um, there needs to be more inclusivity of children that are neurodiverse. And, you mm. know, to, to let them feel as if they, they are 
the same as the rest of the pupils in the in the in the school. Um, when I know from Johnny, and yeah. when he went to school, he often said he'd come home from school and say how different he felt all the time. He wasn't like the others, and and I think that needs to be worked on, um, not just at home but with as well, um, so they do feel more included. Mm. Now. So one thing that I wanted to, um, that I've just remembered that I wanted to ask you guys, because I did about a year and a half as a teaching assistant in a special needs school. Yeah, Bre so Brendan Wilson is one of the players on Famalama, and um, he says, made some good friends over at Famalama. I think bullying is simply just not addressed properly at school. Not everyone can simply ignore someone because nine times out of 10, they come to you. Um, yeah, it's a very good point, Brendan. And um, for those that don't know, Donnie is on the spectrum. And uh, for those that are listening to my show for the first time, I too am uh, also on the spectrum. Um, and yeah, Sadly, it's all too common that, you know, neurodiverse people feel left out, feel different and maybe even get bullied, sadly. Um, one thing I wanted to ask you, though, was this. In my time at um, a special needs school, one of the things that I felt most uncomfortable about was when a child had obvious needs and needed a lot of help, but meeting those needs or giving them their way resulted in another child sort of having their needs not being met and suffering. So, for example, if you have someone who's quiet and extremely anxious, but they're walked all over because there's another child who might scream or whine or be physical to get their way. Um, and... We have seen this a little bit on the servers, I know, because um, sadly there's been some moments where it's been a very rare case, but you know that a player needs help and support, but they can't help but be mean to other players. Sort of. So how do you go about dealing with that? Um, usually we will bring that player to one side um, now sometimes we mute them, um, which is not a punishment. It's to sort of help the rest of the players on the third carry on with what they're doing, and then we can take that player that needs the help to one side. And find out what's what's happening in their world to make them just do them this way. Yeah, and often the uh, often what they um, say, often the things they say can be quite big, can't they? Yes, yeah. Um, I mean, sometimes children don't have any data, and they just work out exactly what they're feeling. Um, as Danny said earlier, it's easy on a keyboard. Yeah, you, you don't have that anyone to look at. You know, you don't have that facial anxiety. It all just comes out. <clears throat> um, and so when we need that stops them from doing that and then saying anything to anybody or breaking the rules. Um and we do have things in place. Um if things are said in the chat, it's yeah. done in department. <laughs> so oh, it's back there, yeah. 
So we have um, things like swear filters, which um, picks up specific words, um, so they can't use like property language. Um, there's also other things that we have in place, such as um, we have individual chat rooms um, where if they want to go away and go into a little room with someone else, I don't know. Like, it's we not a natural room. room. It's not, yeah, all by themselves. They want to spam in that room. Yeah. Literally, they can make a channel, spam as much as they want, like, just take all the stress out on the keyboard and then <laughs> leave it, and that won't be seen by anyone. Um, there's also... What is it? You have Discord as well. There's Discord. Um, so sometimes if it's like, uh, does need our support, we can bring them to the Discord server and we have um, a private room. Now sometimes players just want to run, they don't particularly want to speak to anybody. So we have a private room on the Discord where they can go in there and um, say exactly what they want without worrying about any of the first um and you know that that does help them sometimes I have to iterate though that's just for children age 13 and over um for the younger ones um we, we encourage them to use the separate chat rooms on the server yeah. or, or you know we'll sit with them and play with them and spend time with them uh, until they feel they don't need it anymore. you also do have a problem um, Oh, <laughs> yeah, so we've got um, these rooms for some players designed. Um, they're in our spawn area. Um, have like there's a built our spawn variety of areas that allow the area that's peaceful, calm. Uh, like many sense. Yeah, it's it's sensory based because some blocks in Minecraft, some people you know, especially do like. Uh, um, the yeah. sound, the um, it's mainly the sound. The yeah. look, the, the look is as well. Uh, Minecraft also has a particle, um, relaxing. So we have these rooms put into place so that players can relax as well if they've really had a stressful day. Um, so yeah. Well, brilliant. Um, so yeah. If you, um, I'll put um, links to uh, the server and uh, Donnie and um, Lisa's uh, Twitter handles um, for those um, that are listening. Um, and yeah, um, thank you very much for um, coming and uh, joining us. Um, uh, much appreciated. Um, Lisa and Donny. Um, I'm sorry I had to tell you a little bit to uh, move closer to the mic. That would not have been a problem if Podbean allowed us to, you know, call in via a web browser instead of a phone or a tablet. Get on it, Podbean. <laughs> it's really, I, I'm sorry, I'm just, I, as, I mean, I'm not as good as you at computer science, Donny, but, you know, I do know quite a bit about computers and we both agree it's really really silly that Podbean doesn't let you do that <laughs> oh well thank you very much for having us Joe. so uh yeah so if you'd um if you've got a um child or somebody who is um interested in playing minecraft and they're neurodiverse then um go check out famalama 
um, and you can um, send an application off. Um, also, um, but yeah, thank you, Brendan, for joining us. Really enjoyed listening in. Um, so, yeah, go give them a follow. And uh, Lisa can be followed on at Sparkle20. And Donnie can be followed on at Donster. That's T-E-H Donster. Um, yeah. I've just... I've just put links in. Um, links are all on my Twittering stuff. Right. Um, I'm going to play the weekend news um, and have an ad break and then uh, time for some songs. So uh, for those that don't know, last week I played some primary school songs that I teach my kids and um, people really liked it. So I'm going to do that again. Right, uh, news. This is Teachers Talk Radio, <clears throat> and this is Teachers Talk Radio News. This is your latest Teachers Talk Radio News with Gail Glenn. The 26th Annual Conference of Parties, COP26, is being hosted by the UK in partnership with Italy in Glasgow from the 31st of October to the 12th of November. The Department for Education will be leading the conversation by suggesting that the best way to fight climate change is through education. The DFE will be hosting a number of events on Zoom, some live and some available to watch on demand. They will share examples of green success stories from teachers and pupils to generate ideas and inspire others. Sessions will include green skills and careers, biodiversity and nature initiatives, and a climate solutions lecture hosted by Professor Dave Ray from the University of Edinburgh. A report for ITV News has stated that ministers and the UK Health Security Agency have urged young people to complete a lateral flow test before returning to school from half term. The latest figures have shown a slight fall in new cases of COVID-19 among school children in England, and this has been attributed to schools breaking up for the holiday. It is hoped that this measure will reduce disruption to lessons and ensure that families are able to enjoy Christmas. Naheem Sahawi, the English Education Secretary, said, As we start the countdown to Christmas, testing regularly and getting vaccinated is the best thing we can all do to protect education and make sure we can enjoy the best of the season, whether that's the school nativity or the family gathering over the holidays. That's why I want to encourage every young person in secondary school or college to take a test before you return to the classroom next week. We have come so far in our fight against this virus and now every single test and every single jab puts another brick in our wall of defence. This has been your weekend education news briefing. Need support with your phonics teaching? 
Did you know Oxford University Press now has three DFE-validated programs to help you? Read Write Ink Phonics, Floppies Phonics, and the brand new Essential Letters and Sounds. Essential Letters and Sounds will get all your children reading well, quickly, using phonics books you may already have in your classroom. Developed by the Knowledge Schools Trust English Hub, it's affordable, easy to use, and makes teaching phonics with letters and sounds more effective. Whatever your school's phonics needs, Oxford has the solution. To find out more and receive support from your expert local educational consultant, visit oxfordprimary.com forward slash phonics. Hello everyone and welcome to the History Hotline, the hottest line for all things black history and beyond. I'm your host, Diana Lynn Cook, making space for honest conversations about black British, Caribbean and African history. Here to teach you all the things left out of your school books. Make sure you subscribe to the History Hotline on all good podcast platforms. Follow us on social media at the History Hotline on Instagram and at the History HL on Twitter to find out about new upcoming episodes. Do you struggle with people pleasing? Is it a constant battle managing different and difficult personalities? Why not inspire, challenge and empower your team through the MALCPD Essential Coaching Skills for School Leaders course or gain practical skills to become a strong and compassionate leader through the assertive leadership and the emotionally intelligent leader courses. All MALCPD courses are accredited by the Institute of Leadership and Management. Find out more at www.malcpd.com. And we are back. Okay, those that are listening live, um, can you just please give me a thumbs up if you can hear the piano? So um, did you hear the piano okay there? That's a thumbs up. Fantastic. Um, and can you give me a thumbs up if you can hear the guitar? Sweet. Okay. Excellent. Um, so today's songs I'm going to do are um, one. <laughs> I'll, I'll introduce them one by one. So with early years and um, key stage one classes, um, I like doing lots of fun warm ups and uh, and songs where I get them moving. And <clears throat> with key stage two as well, although they can be a bit more cynical sometimes with that stuff. However, um, just depends on your class, really. One of my favorites, especially for early years, is um, Shake Your Sillies Out. And... Um, yeah, they can. Is the the instructions for the movement are pretty obvious, um, and this is how I do it. Um, Clap, clap, clap your crazies out, clap, clap, 
clap your crazy self, clap, clap, clap your crazy self, wiggle your waggles away. Yawn, yawn, yawn your sleepy self, yawn, yawn, yawn your sleepy self, yawn, yawn, yawn your sleepy self, wiggle your waggles away. So yeah, that's a bit of a uh, that's a bit of a warm up that I uh, that I like to do with my early years students, especially. Um, so, and I have this whole routine that I do with them. Okay, now I'm going to move on to the piano. Because I want to introduce a song I taught to my reception kids towards the end of last year. And also um, to, <clears throat> but it, it's one that works with, um, not, I'd not say not with year five and six, but with um, certain, possibly year threes and fours. Certainly works for key stage one, one year one and two and early years. Um with reception, while well, you have to, towards the beginning of the year, a song like this wouldn't work because it has a lot of words, but with a lot of repetition towards the end of the year, they can start learning a lot more words. Um, so this song is called People Who Help Us. Um, and I taught this to my reception kids last year and might do the same next year, we'll see. To the people like to say thank you very much to the people who help us we'd like to say thank you very much the firefighters are very very brave if you see a red fire engine give a little wave they put out the fire with their big long hose turn on the tap and away the water goes One verse. The farmers work so hard in the field to grow the fruit and veg for us so we can eat our meals. They gather lots of animals and drive the tracks too. If we're lucky, there will be a ride for me and you. Vroom, vroom, vroom. To the people who help us, we'd like to say thank you very much. To the people who help us, we'd like to say thank you very much. The police, they wear a big black hat. If they see us being naughty, they say, don't do that. Taking care of the girls and boys, they drive a car with flashing lights. Can you hear the noise? Nino, Nino, Nino. To the people who help us, we'd like to say thank you very much. We'd like to say thank you very much. So that was People Who Help Us. 
Um, not not all the emojis to join in. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can I can imagine. Um, so yeah, we got um, that was people who help us by uh, Claire Tustin. Now Claire also made a version for the NHS during lockdown, um, which can be found on her YouTube channel, Lullaboogaloo. Um, so, yeah, she wrote that, and it's a really popular song for, um, uh, for uh, one of her most popular songs. As I say, during lockdown, she also wrote a version and rewrote the lyrics to be about the NHS workers, Um so uh for example um where are they yeah um so the nurses and doctors in our nhs work so hard they do their very best to care for us if we get ill we know they are precious and we always will clap 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 and then you go to the chorus and then there's a verse about carers working in homes and the people that we don't always see um the like the uh porters the uh cleaners um the bin collectors etc so yeah um that's that song um now the next one that i wanted to do is um probably one of my favorites that i love doing with um well, yeah, certainly year one and two. Um, and if they learnt it in year one and two, then they'll usually request it in year three and four as well. It's called the Alien Shuffle. And the reason why people um, like it is because when I show them my electric guitar, um, it's, it's a rock song and they tend to really love the... Uh, you know, oh my God, They most of the kids have never seen an electric guitar before. And so it can be, can be a big, big thing to do that. So just going to uh, remind myself of all the uh, words. I can remember the beginning bit really well, but the, uh, the, this is actually quite a long song. There's uh, six verses. Usually, depending on how skittish the kids are, I'll usually do a bit half of it um, and just finish on verse three. And also the ending to this one's a bit weird, um, which you'll hear in a bit. But I'm going to do I'm going to do the whole thing now. Um, and then uh, in the bit in, in the chorus, there's actions like it, it goes and we can walk like an alien walk like an alien walk like an alien so you you get you get the kids doing their best alien walks and then talk like an alien talk so you can you can mix up the actions and do do whatever you like there and it's always good fun seeing them sort of do these actions like an like an alien um and what they come up with it's always good laugh um so the alien shuffle and we start off by getting all the kids to go. Five, four, three, two, one, blast off. And then the guitar comes in. So you get the kids to do a bit of air guitar at this point. 
spaceship. What do I see? What do I see? What do I see? One strange alien looking at me. Looking at me. Looking at me. Its eyes are purple and its hair is green. It's the funniest alien I've ever seen. And we can walk like an alien. Walk like an alien. Walk like an alien. Walk like an alien. Talk like an alien. Talk like an alien. Talk like an What do I see? What do I see? What do I see? Two strange aliens looking at me. Looking at me. Looking at me. Their eyes are purple and their hair is green. They're the funniest aliens I've ever seen. And we can swim like an alien. Swim like an alien. Swim like an alien. Swim like an alien. Sing like an alien. Sing like an alien. Sing like an alien. Riding in my spaceship, what do I see? What do I see? What do I see? Three strange aliens looking at me, looking at me, looking at me. Their eyes are purple and their hair is green. They're the funniest aliens I've ever seen. And we can scratch like an alien, scratch like an alien, scratch like an alien. Scratch like an alien, you're like an alien, you're like an alien, you're like an alien. Just gonna check the time, see if uh how long I can carry. Yeah, I may as well. <laughs> Riding in the spaceship, what do I see? What do I see? What do I see? Four strange aliens looking at me, looking at me, looking at me. Their eyes are purple and their hair is green. They're the funniest aliens I've ever seen. And we can shuffle like an alien, shuffle like an alien, shuffle like an alien, shuffle like an alien. Love like an alien, love like an alien, love like an alien. Riding in my spaceship, what do I see? What do I see? What do I see? Five strange aliens looking at me, looking at me. Looking at me, their eyes are purple and their hair is green. They're the funniest aliens I've ever seen. And we can shake like an alien, shake like an alien, shake 
Sigh like an alien, sigh like an alien, sigh like an alien. <laughs> Looking in the mirror, what do I see? What do I see? What do I see? One straight alien looking at me. Looking at me, looking at me. My eyes are purple and my hair is green. I'm the funniest alien I've ever seen. Doing the alien shuffle in outer And that's the alien shuffle. Um, yeah, bit of a weird ending, as I said. I um, I, I usually just leave out the ending, to be honest, um, and I just keep going um, up until up until my kids get bored. Um, and um, yeah, you can change the actions for that uh, to to whatever you like. So like. On the song, it's walk like an alien, talk like an alien, swim like an alien, sing like an alien, etc. You can change it to whatever you like. I've had jump like an alien. I've had, you know, sleep like an alien. I've even had um, fart like an alien, which, you know, me being unbelievably immature, I've just gone with it. Um, so, you know. <laughs> uh, so that was the alien shuffle. Um, and yeah. The full version is over five minutes long, which might be a bit long for especially for the younger ones, but I usually go up to about three verses. Um, anyway, last song I wanted to do today, um, a song called Crackers Maracas. Um, oh, before I do, I forgot to credit the people that wrote the Alien Shuffle. Words and music by Claire Hunt, Pete Ord, Anne Stott, Rebecca Gross, Steph Dickinson, and Yvonne White. That's a lot of people that wrote that. Um, so, yeah, credit to them for writing this song because it's one of my favourites and therefore it's one of my kids' favourites. Um, Crackers Maracas by Claire Hunt and Mike Clifford. It's kind of a Latin song. Um, with some dance moves and um, a lot of uh, potential for some instruments as well. Um, and plenty of room for actions too. So this is Crackers Maracas. Um, let me just get my guitar back on strap on. All right, C chord. I went to town with my crackers, maracas, and I'll tell you what I could see. I could see dancing with crackers, maracas, so I said, will you dance with me? We dance to the left, to the left, to the left. We dance to the right, to the right, to the right. We danced in the air, in the air, in the air. We danced by our feet, by our feet, by our feet. We danced all around and around and around. We danced all around the other way too. And then we stopped 
and looked at each other and then we said thank you. I usually repeat it again because um, because obviously that's the whole song and then I would repeat it again because that's quite sh uh, obviously quite short. Um, but anyway, I am just looking at the time and it is coming to the end of my show. So hope um, you guys enjoyed uh, listening to uh, that. Hope you guys in could engage with the topics that I was talking about. So um, <clears throat> if you entered late into the show, got... Um, first segment was on fictional teachers the best and worst of them and uh then i talked to uh lisa taft and donny dv about their neurodiverse minecraft server and what schools can learn from the things they're doing um and then i did some songs so um those of you that are listening and those of you that are guests now tom I don't, I, I'm guessing that you've tried connecting guests up via web browser and it hasn't quite worked. Um, but yeah, if that's the case, then we all need to pester Podbean about making that work because Donny, especially Donny being a gamer, has a really good setup on his PC and he would have had a bit high quality microphone and things if he was able to do that. Um, yeah, but it makes it very difficult to do that. And it seems like something would be simple to implement. So we all need to get on. We all need to pester Podbean about um, making sure guests and callers can connect via web browser. We also need to, um, we also need to, what's it? Um, we need to, yeah, just that. Anyway, um, I'm looking at the time and the next uh, person, Jane, uh, Jane Manzone's show is in half an hour. So stick around for that. I need to log off and uh, so she can log in. So thank you very much for listening, everybody. See you next week. This is Teachers Talk Radio and you are listening live. Oh, wait, no, that was wrong. There you go. You've That's been listening one. to Teachers Talk Radio. Wrong Tune jingle. in live and listen back at ttradio.org. We look forward to hearing from you next time on Teachers Talk Radio.